Hi folks, uh, this is Liz and I'm coming to you with another podcast and uh, I want to thank you for joining me. I'm going to do something different yet again today, uh, but I it is a part two, let's try it that way, a part two of my uh, podcast from yesterday and the podcast yesterday was the story, the true story of Beate Bonner as told by my friend Rudy Kaiser. Beate Bonner is a uh, lawyer in Germany. She, uh, a very renowned um, German lawyer who was forcibly removed from her home because she filed a lawsuit against the German government um, saying that the dictates that are being um, forced upon the German people are unconstitutional. And uh, she has been out very, had been out very vocal in the early stages back in February and March uh, against what the German government was doing. Well, that uh, came to a halt very quickly in April because she, again, was taken by uh, the SS, it seems, away and disappeared for two weeks. She did, however, leave a, was able to leave a voicemail with her sister. This voicemail uh, was uploaded to um, YouTube and um, it's there now. I tried to give it to y'all yesterday. I was not able to, but I'm going to try to, it's in German. I'm going to try to read the subtitles as Beate is speaking here. I'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself. I want you to hear this. Uh, by the way, the translation's a little rough, and so it's going to sound a little bit weird at times, I will tell you. But you're going to catch the gist of what happened to this poor woman, all right, in her own words, okay? So here you go. I'm going to uh, let you hear from Beate as she tells us just her name. I'm going to lower it and then try to read these subtitles real quickly to you, okay? So hold tight. I have my own law office for medical law in Heidelberg. Greeting, sister. Yesterday I was very active, but the last thing on my home page when I went uh, when I went into the garage, I saw an unknown car coming in. The car waited a long time in front of the door. I thought something was wrong and I hid behind a car, another car with my dog. The car went into the garage and I and parked in front of my car. I have noticed that there was something wrong. I started running but unfortunately not out of the house because my secretary was supposed to bring my car but she did not come. She just did not come. I went around the corner and was scared to go back, thought two killers were waiting for me or whatever. Then no one was there. And then a car came in and I asked them to call the police. They refused to call the police for five minutes. And then I noticed it would be a huge mistake to call the police because I am the biggest enemy of the state and the police at the moment. I asked these people to please drive me around the corner and they refused to. Two young people around 30 years old refused to drive me around the corner or to my relatives. Then came the police and I said that I felt harassed and they handcuffed me. They pushed me on the floor in the dirt, abused me massively with excessive force. Then they put me into the car, handcuffed me and let me sit there for 10 minutes. The car was locked. 
Then they brought me to the psychiatry here around the corner. There were four policemen plus three wards and a doctor who came 10 minutes later. I think the doctor had to wait for instructions from the highest ranks of the politicians. Then I asked for a chair to sit down, said this bad policeman, sit down here on the floor. After I had repeatedly asked to release my handcuffs, I had no one put in danger. I had asked for police protection. I had none. Nothing was wrong, but one put in danger anyway. I was put in danger anyway. Then he pushed me to the floor again and smashed my head from one meter on the stone floor. No one said anything. No one reacted. I have still an open wound on my head, which was not treated up to today. Then they asked me if I want to wear a mask. I said, no, why would I want to wear a mask? Then four people carried me in my handcuffs cuffs to the doctor. The doctor asked me why I feel harassed. They all know me. They all know who I am and all the world knows. Finally, they took off the handcuffs and they said I could not call my lawyer. I do not bring my mobile. I do not bring it to the grill party of my secretary so they could not locate her and make her a target too. Then they put me into the Guantanamo high security jail of the psychiatry. It's brand new. I laid on the floor, no toilet, one sink, no towel, no soap. Other than that, nothing, no furniture, nothing. But they gave me water. I cannot complain. Wonderful. I got water. Then I was locked up. I could ring a bell. But after the third time, they did not come anymore, and I could have died in there. Thankfully, they brought me a toilet chair, which was full today noon, by today noon. In the morning, I tried to get out, and the guard pushed me back with force. I was really in the high-security prison and was treated like a dangerous criminal. Today morning, they brought breakfast, put it on the floor. I asked them for a table and a chair. No, they said, you are here in isolation. They call this high security prison of Psychiatric Institute Heidelberg isolation because I carry a killer virus, which I already had in Germany a few months ago. Then I could sleep a little bit. I ate breakfast. Then at 12 came a chief doctor telling me that if I agree to always wear a mask, then I could be transferred to a closed psych station, which is not called isolation. Then I said, okay. He asked me if I agree to stay in the psychiatry for six weeks. I said, of course not. I want to see a court order. I still did not see any court order after almost 24 hours lockup. Now I got an upgrade, nice room, shower, all comforts. I slept in my clothes, could not wash myself. Got an upgrade, huge room, was allowed to get my mobile back.
I could shower at four, thank God, and got some food. My friends got me books. Now I can take a rest, maybe. Here at the psychiatry station, there are about 25 people normally. I am here as a high security criminal, and there are three others. I am only allowed to walk around with a mask, otherwise I could infect the poor nurses. But I have a bed now, a toilet, a bathroom. I could take a shower. There are some things missing. They got my books. Now we wait. What happens? Yesterday, the end of shutdown made easy. You have also got it. Please share this information. Here all girls are very nice. It is closed. Also, my friends cannot visit. But I am also safe from who knows. Dear sister, I am telling you, everything is much, much, much worse that I wrote in my emergency appeal to the highest constitutional court. It is so horrible, but when the 83 million in Germany and the 5 billion in the world do not realize that a tyranny was erected at a record speed with lies and fraud and the biggest fake story creating fear and panic. With Corona, the killer virus, which was not killer, even one person in Germany, according. If the people do not realize what is going on, then I don't know. Please share this information. I am fine. I am safe. Wonderful three or four nurses here. They are lovely. I even got a table in here now. We are not allowed to go to the common area. We are only four patients. Three are really sick. My neighbor is very, very depressed. 28-year-old girl from Heidelberg. Wow, she is feeling bad. But we smoke occasionally together. Other than that, the, sta the station is completely empty. Only for enemies of the state and heavy, heavy criminals like myself. I always have to wear a mask, otherwise they send me back where I have to sleep on the floor again. But I must say, in Turkey or somewhere else, it could be worse. At least I got some toilet paper and the toilet chair, you know. You sit on it and you urinate into a pot. I did that. I did not eat much lunch and much anyway. Yes, I must say that the police friend and helper was heavily abused me, banged my head onto the ground. Here in the psychiatry, here we are because someone speaks his opinion and goes to the constitutional court with a lawsuit, which was unsuccessful. One thing is clear, the man who wants to become president of the Constitutional Court will not become it. Now I give the people a few weeks of time to realize that they live in a tyranny now and I am a good example of what will happen to everyone in the whole world. 
if they don't wake up and see what terror regime, which world has never seen before, Mao, Hitler, and Stalin can learn from that, and Trump can learn in terms of fake news. Bad forces, whoever that is, who terrorize us, terrorize us. And I have to admit, I was really scared tonight. I was scared that they would kill me with a poisoned vaccination. I was also scared they would fly me somewhere else. I was lucky that my dog was here. They brought my dog to the neighbors. So it was known to other people that they could not make me disappear. I did not have my phone. I was not allowed to call anybody. I believe if my dog was not there, I would probably be in Guantanamo now and no one would have noticed. And she's talking Guantanamo, their prison's 10 minutes short report. At seven, I have posted the last and the shutdown instructions. And at 7.30, I was here. I was abused by police and was brought to the psychiatry at eight. Sister, I am safe here. I hope so at least, but now the world knows and I am ready to die for freedom. Yesterday, no one had helped me. They were looking out their windows. Only a young guy with dreadlocks came asking, what was she, what has she done? Why is she here? They said, none of your business. I don't know what are the charges. The charges are freedom of speech. Wednesday, I have to appear at court. I am charged with a crime. I have invited, I've been invited for a demonstration, which was a constitutional right. And now it is a crime, but I think I have support. Lawyers and other people will come. We will see. Don't be concerned. I get some food and I am hungry. Please, and I'm not hungry. Please share this info. Goodbye. So I know that was long, um, but uh, it is a, um, you know, a real recording. It is not fake news. And I hope you all will think and think hard about, uh, you know, your freedom uh, here in America, certainly. Um, I am personally a bit disturbed. I am personally not a conspiracy theorist, but it is disturbing. And I have felt that way for quite a while now. That's, I just feel that something, something is terribly wrong. Something just feels not right. When I now in New Hampshire cannot go into a restaurant unless I provide my name and phone number. Wow. Something feels terribly wrong. And I know you across the nation have worse dictates and mandates. Something to think about. Something to think about. It's not just a mask issue. There's much, much more here. And it's a little bit scary because there seems and feels like sometimes that there's not light at the end of the tunnel. And uh, if you listen to 
um, the actions and the promises of a Joe Biden, for example, who believes we're heading into a dark winter, uh, I feel I would feel even more hopeless. That is why, and I talked about this as well, I will be voting for um, President Trump on Tuesday. And I want you to think about that because his message is of hope. And I think that, you know, you may hate him. You may just disgust you. But we need a message of hope right now. Real hope, real promises. Not a, a promises from a man that's been in the government for 50 long years, half of a century. That is scary, very, very scary. Forget everything else. No, we can't forget everything else that's been coming out. Think about it, folks. Think long and hard before you cast your vote on Tuesday. Think about what is happening in this country, in your state, in your town, because something feels terribly, terribly wrong. With that, I'm going to let it go here, and I want to thank you for joining me on Life with Liz. And, uh, you know, um, uh, I appreciate you listening in. I really do. And I know I'm all over the place, especially getting started here, but I do appreciate those of you who <laughs> do hang with me. Um, check out my website, uh, lifewithliznh.com, and uh, you take care of yourselves, and I will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.